0: Hello and welcome to Cosmic Musings Presents The Week Ahead, your weekly astrology forecast chat that grants insight into the energetic backdrop of the cosmos each week. I'm Cory Ann, aka The Witch at the Crossroads, here to grant you clarity and foresight, helping you imbue magic into the mundane. We're coming off of a week with a lot of really heightened, intense energy a week that started off with a really dynamic full moon in Gemini and then finished off with a really tense square between Venus and Pluto. So all of that lending towards a need for a lot of release and reflection, potentially creating some illumination that might have been a little bit hard to face or work with. With all of that in mind, how are you feeling as we enter this week? How have you been taking care of yourself? Did you ritualize the full moon or any other transits this past week? And how so? I'd love to hear about it. What are you reading? What are you watching right now? Let me know in the comments. I'd love to know. I just finished a book called Bunny by Mona Awad, and it was a surreal fever dream. It was like if Heathers was, I've heard it described as if Heathers was on acid, and I think that that's the most accurate that I can come up with. So if you are into something like that, I highly recommend it. It's been a wild ride to read. Anyways, We are starting the week off with the sun at 11 degrees Sagittarius and the moon at zero degrees Virgo. We've got some planetary ingresses this week. We have some planetary stations this week. We've got some supportive trines ahead for us, and we also have a little bit of a face-off between our lesser and greater benefic as well, so a lot to look forward to. Let's go ahead and jump right in. At the top of the week on Monday, December 4th, we have Venus making an ingress into Scorpio, and that is happening at 1.50 p.m. Eastern. This brings Venus out of its domicile sign of Libra and into its detriment. So a really interesting energetic shift when it comes to Venusian matters and Venus energy. Venus in Scorpio is intense. It is deep and passionate. It wants to skip straight past the superficiality. Here in transformative Scorpio, Venus is a deep well of emotional intensity, profound desire, and magnetic passion. Venus in Scorpio dives straight past surface-level emotions and wants to explore the depths of what our sensual experience has to tell us. Venus in Scorpio demands a vulnerable explanation of where our emotions intertwine with our senses. Venus in Scorpio also provokes us into embracing the power of emotional regeneration and regeneration of matters of the heart. Venus will be here in Scorpio until December 29th. So for the next month, while Venus is spending its time here in Scorpio, it is a good time to really move beneath the surface in relationships, in your own emotions, in Venusian matters, creative practices, and possibly even in exploration of your own personal values. Now, something that's really interesting about Venus reaching Scorpio here is that this brings Venus into a square by transit, to where Venus's retrograde happened this past summer in Leo. So on a personal level, if you have placements here in Scorpio, particularly between 12 and 28 degrees, they would have played a really big role in your Venus retrograde story. They would have really felt a lot of tension by this Venus retrograde. And now we have Venus making contact with them by conjunction, by transiting over them. And so there may be some information here or a message around The actual transformative process that needs to happen as a result of that Venus retrograde story from this past summer. There is perhaps some information, some insight, some truth and clarity around what was at the core of that story for you. What that story was maybe leading you towards actually transforming and changing within yourself the truths that it was asking you to confront Similarly, if you have Leo placements between 12 and 28 degrees, they would have been a really, really integral part of that Venus retrograde story for you. They would have felt that retrograde very sensitively. And now we have Venus reaching an opening square with them, creating friction with them, perhaps pointing towards some adjustments that need to be made, some further truths that need to be integrated in order to fully realize that transformative process that has been catalyzed by this summer's Venus retrograde. Now, for the duration of Venus's time here in Scorpio, she is answering to Mars in Sagittarius, which adds a really interesting layer of influence to this transit. I think that, if anything, it adds a really catalyzing motivation to Venusian matters during this time and perhaps hopefully a backdrop of that Sagittarian optimism, that Sagittarian drive to embrace what's helping a process of growth and expansion while not really lingering on the stuff that doesn't feel worth it. Now, of course, throughout the day on Monday, we have the moon moving through the beginning of Virgo. So throughout the day, we will see an opposition between the moon and Saturn kind of at the top of the day. And then, of course, the moon will then move into a trine with Jupiter and a square with Mars. So a lot of lunar activity throughout the day. Oh, and I forgot a trine with with Mercury and Capricorn, too. That's at three degrees. So that'll be shortly after the opposition to Saturn. So a lot of lunar activity today. A lot of movement with the moon and contact with the moon with various planets in a lot of different positions. And I think that that lends itself to a little bit of emotional intensity, a lot of emotional fluctuation. You have the moon making contact with every personal planet pretty much, um, especially if you take into account the the square that the moon is applying to with the sun. So as we kind of face this big uh, energetic transition of Venus moving from Libra to Scorpio and the moon kind of making contact with all these different planets, both you know positive aspects and tense aspects, it's just something to keep in mind on Monday. Monday might feel a little bit wishy-washy. It might feel very fluctuating that brings us into Tuesday December 5th where right at the top of the day on eastern time so still Monday on you know in other time zones we have that square between the moon and the sun perfecting also on Tuesday we have venus in the beginning degrees of scorpio which of course means that we have venus trining saturn in pisces so that is perfecting at 5:44 p.m. Eastern with each of those planets at 1 degree of their respective sign. So we have Venus at 1 degree Scorpio and Saturn at 1 degree Pisces. This is a really interesting configuration and a bit of an intense one. Neither of these planets are particularly happy in either of these signs. Of course, we have Venus in its detriment and Saturn in Pisces. So, you know, Saturn is actually experiencing a little bit of dignity as it sits in that first decan of Pisces, where uh, Saturn is the ruler of that decan. Um, but for the most part, you know, as I think we've kind of experienced since Saturn moved into Pisces, it's a, a pretty different energy after moving through Capricorn and Aquarius. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit emotionally confusing, creatively confusing, and um, can be a little bit challenging. Yet we have this supportive, harmonious conversation happening between the two of them as they are trining one another, making a 120-degree angle with one another. And we also have Saturn sitting in Venus's sign of exaltation. And so there's not really a sense of dispositorship there, but there is kind of an interesting layer of the conversation happening with that in mind. There's something about this configuration that is very deep and intense and a bit romantic, but in a very dark and dramatic way. With the relationship between Pisces and Scorpio, we have this watery dance between poetic, ethereal, dreamy Pisces and intense and transformative and very truthful, cutting Scorpio that results in an incredibly profound mystical and spiritual conversation it's like those two energies coming together to see the beauty and poeticism that lies within the dark and mysterious and even macabre processes of death and transformation so what is this trine asking of us what energy is this trine really granting to this day and this week as venus applies to it and then disseminates from it This trine is asking us to confront our ideas about what we consider disciplined commitment and enduring love. It is asking us to consider where practicality comes into play in our own emotions. It is asking us to consider the role that spiritual connection plays in our partnerships and what our level of commitment is to our shared dreams and visions. This trine is also asking us to confront the question of how enduring our sense of passion is, and that's something that operates on both an individual level, maybe within our creative practices or you know things that we are kind of pouring our creative soul into in this moment, or also, of course, on a relationship level where the spark and passion is coming from and whether that's something that is enduring or not. This is asking us to consider whether our sense of passion is driven by solid foundations that kind of have a sense of endurance, or if it's something more fleeting and fickle, which of course can sometimes be a little toxic. And with Venus here in Scorpio in its own sign of detriment, where it is not really resourced as well as it might be if it is at home, that line of toxicity is very fine. I feel like Venus and Scorpio kind of is driven by this sense of passion, but because Venus is not at home here, because it's in its detriment here, it can be a little bit harder to see where that line is between passion that can be really powerful and empowering and truthful and passion that is combative and kind of there to drive one to something that is more toxic that isn't really for one's you know greater good or own sense of alignment Ultimately, this trine is asking for a certain level of vulnerability and emotional openness on both ends, on that Saturnian end and on that Venusian end. And working with it constructively, it stands to really encourage a sense of embracing the beauty in vulnerability and fostering a deeper, stronger sense of trust and intimacy that ultimately leads to more endurance, more stability, and more longevity in our relationships. Or that can also, of course, be transferred to Venusian matters that are more on an individual level, such as our sense of creativity, our relationship with our values, uh, those things in our life that are centered around love and beauty. And of course, on Tuesday the 5th, the moon will also continue to move through Virgo, at one point, shining. Uranus and Taurus at 20 degrees, and then ending the day in an opposition to Neptune. So that brings us into some contact with some of the outer planets, which is always an interesting energetic influence to the moon. Each of those may be lending to a sense of emotional insight into the bigger picture. Um, Uranus, you know, tends to provoke a little bit, but, you know, we do have a trine here, so it's a little bit supportive. So perhaps it is lending us a sense of emotional vision to making big changes, to kind of disrupting you know, what's not working, which can really maybe be helpful when it comes to all those things we just spoke of in the matter of trine between Venus and Saturn. I think also having the moon in Virgo is something that lends a little bit of an emotional grounding to anything that might be difficult to kind of confront as it comes up. And I think the moon in Virgo is also kind of lending to a sense of reminding us to physically take care of us, kind of engage in that physical self-care, nourishing our senses, and just really even pampering ourselves a little bit. Moving on to Wednesday, December 6th at 8.22 a.m. Eastern, we have Neptune stationing direct. Of course, with the outer planets, uh, by nature, they tend to spend a lot of the year retrograde, like half, sometimes even more. So this isn't a direct station that is going to be like this, be bringing this tremendous sense of relief on a really tangible or perceptible or or really personal level. But I think that overall, it is still just helpful energetically, I think, especially for the collective right now. And it also does reorient Neptune into moving forward through Pisces into those later degrees. We are starting to reach the end of a really long journey of Neptune moving through Pisces. And that journey began in 2012. So as Neptune moves forward once again, you may find yourself wanting to slowly start considering that journey. What's been going on since 2012 for you? What changes you've really felt and seen over the long term, particularly in matters of the area of your chart that holds Pisces? You know, how has your relationship to spirituality changed since 2012, your relationship to creativity, the arts and music especially, um, but even also your own relationship to your own dreams and vision for yourself? Now, also on Wednesday, December 6th, we have the moon moving through the final degrees of Virgo, of course, trining Pluto on the way out of Virgo, and then making an ingress into Libra, which happens at 11.35 a.m. Eastern. Moving on to Thursday, December 7th, we have more trines ahead for us, which is always great. But neither of the trines we have on this day will be perfecting until later in the evening. Throughout the morning and afternoon, we have the moon continuing to move through Libra. In the earlier evening, we have an opposition between Chiron and the moon perfecting. Now at 7.08 p.m., we have the sun in Sagittarius trining Chiron in Aries. And this is happening with each of those celestial bodies at 15 degrees of their respective signs. So here we have the sun in Sagittarius granting us this enthusiasm towards adventure and a quest for knowledge. We are in a season right now that is driven by an inclination towards expanding our horizons within ourselves and exploring what possibility that creates for us within our lives, particularly as it pertains to the area of our chart that holds Sagittarius. And we have that Sagittarian sun making a harmonious connection with Chiron in Aries, our wounded healer, the celestial body that points us towards where our pain creates opportunity for healing, growth, and how that grants us access to our greatest gifts. And here in Aries, we're looking at how that intertwines with our sense of self, our identity, our independent spirit, our individuality, and how we assert ourselves. So this trine is asking us to explore the possibilities that are created by our own healing, how engaging in that healing process grants us our greatest gifts that lend towards a motivation of exploring where those gifts fit into the world at large, towards seeking experiences that put our gifts to the test and helps us understand how to best use those gifts. This trine grants a sense of courageous optimism, lending itself towards the journey we've been moving through in healing our sense of self and our sense of identity as Chiron has been slowly making its way through Aries. And now in Sagittarius, we're also dealing with spiritual frameworks and we are in a quest for enlightenment and ascension. So a Sagittarius sun making contact by trine with this long, long process of Chiron moving through Aries grants us perhaps a bit of a guiding light in the areas of Chiron and Aries that have maybe been bogging us down as of late. It has the potential to really grant us a bit of optimism and maybe some philosophical perspective and a motivation to allow a desire for exploration and discovery to facilitate further movement on our journey of personal growth and healing. Now also on December 7th, we have Mercury in Capricorn trining Jupiter in Taurus, and that is happening somewhere around 6:50 p.m. Eastern, with each of those planets at 6 degrees of their respective signs. So, Mercury in Capricorn expresses itself through taking a disciplined, organized, and ambitious approach to our thoughts and ideas. Mercury and Capricorn is focusing on long-term planning and goals, taking practical and tangible steps towards those long-term goals, coming up with ideas that can provide structural framework to help actualize those ideas, and also lending itself towards the conversations and communications that need to happen in order to help actualize those goals. Now, Jupiter is our planet of expansion, abundance, and optimism, while Taurus is concerned with sustainability and cultivation of resources. So we've been dealing with these themes of seeking growth and prosperity in our material matters, bringing a grounded sense of optimism to matters of growth and resources and the material. As Jupiter has been spending time in Taurus, we've been looking at our material frameworks and the resources that we have through an optimistic lens and asking ourselves how we can take this area of our life and grow and expand it in a really practical and sustainable way. Overall, this is a connection that grants a bit of practicality and stability around our thoughts and ideas, our communications. With Mercury and Capricorn, we're really starting to orient ourselves towards the kind of planning, plan-making components of Capricorn season. And as Mercury makes contact with Jupiter here, I think that Jupiter is here to imbue a, a bit of a sense of optimism into those ideas and those plans for the future, which is definitely a really positive thing as we start planning for the end of 2023, and orienting ourselves towards what the end of this year might look like and how that might help us in, into the transition into 2024. Mercury in Capricorn grants a strategic, grounded, and realistic nature to our thinking. And Jupiter in Taurus is here to lend a sense of sustainable optimism rather than unsustainable bursts of optimism that fizzle out. And it's here to grant a bit of vision that grants a sense of beauty to those ideas. So I also think that this trine is something that may help us really look practically at what resources we've been able to cultivate for ourselves throughout 2023 through this time that Jupiter has been moving through Taurus and how those resources can really lend themselves towards planning for the future. Moving on to Friday, December 8th, the moon continues to move through Libra, crossing over the south node and squaring Pluto in Capricorn on the way into Scorpio, where the moon will make an ingress at 1035 p.m. Eastern. Now that brings us to Saturday, December 9th, We have the moon continuing to move through Scorpio, and as it does so, it will trine Saturn and then cross over Venus while opposing Jupiter. Now, the big thing happening on December 9th and on Saturday is an opposition between Venus in Scorpio and Jupiter in Taurus, and that is perfecting at 10.34 p.m. with each of those planets at six degrees of their respective signs. So for the second week in a row, we're finishing off the week with a big Venusian bang, with a hard aspect between Venus and another planet. This week, with Venus and Scorpio opposing Jupiter and Taurus. And this opposition creates a really interesting juxtaposition. Now, I've kind of talked a lot in this episode already about the kind of various significations and themes between Venus and Scorpio and Jupiter and Taurus, Um, And this opposition is granting us a tension between two polarities here on the Taurus-Scorpio axis. So we're looking at this spectrum between material and emotional fulfillment, between practicality and passion. With Venus and Scorpio, we're looking at these themes of emotional and romantic depth, the desire for profound emotional experience, and authenticity through truth and vulnerability. And that's being juxtaposed with Jupiter and Taurus's more practical approach to growth and pleasure through abundance and prosperity. This opposition is creating tension between depth and expansion. It may present us with a bit of conflict between passionate desire and a need for stable and secure foundations. This opposition presents us with this struggle to reconcile a more thrill-seeking need for emotional intensity with this more long-term process we've undergone to cultivate the material comfort and stability that Jupiter and Taurus has granted us. An opposition between Venus and Scorpio and Jupiter and Taurus is ultimately presenting us with the idea of material versus emotional fulfillment that really demands a conscious effort of thinking through, of taking the effort to integrate and reconcile and balance these two things. Overall, this is highlighting a challenge of reconciling and integrating deep emotional desires with our more practical needs for material stability, especially with Venus so freshly moved into Scorpio, it kind of is granting us a little bit of impulsiveness in that Venus and Scorpio energy. Now, also with this opposition, another interesting component is that within this configuration, Jupiter is answering to Venus. So Venus and Scorpio is kind of energetically attempting to overpower the more practical and stable side of this opposition. It's really like casting its own influence, which has the potential to manifest as that impulsiveness and really giving into our more passionate desires without thinking about the resources that we've cultivated for ourselves that have really taken time and dedication that are granting us a sense of stability. And while Taurus is largely concerned with the material, I think that also really includes consideration of the emotional resources that we've built for ourselves that have created stability. And the spiritual resources too, since we're dealing with Jupiter here. And another kind of interesting layer, if you want to take it a step further, is that not only do we have Jupiter answering to Venus, but we have Venus answering to Mars, which of course is kind of creating that action oriented impulsiveness. But Mars is in Sagittarius, which means it's answering to Jupiter. So there's kind of this triangle here. And I think that that ultimately kind of lends a sense of influence that can lend itself towards kind of consciously finding that balance and not really acting so much on our impulses. But I think that it definitely does take a lot of conscious effort and really thinking through that process. And finally, that brings us to the end of our week on Sunday, December 10th. We have the moon continuing to move through Scorpio, pushing towards those final degrees, ending the day at 26 degrees Scorpio. So that means we have an opposition to Uranus happening and a trine to Neptune happening as the moon continues that journey through Scorpio. So overall, this week has a lot of really interesting energy. We're looking at a lot of trines, so a lot of really supportive energy that I think has the potential to really grant us some much needed sense of optimism and ease, maybe even clarity as we continue to move through Sagittarius season and get ready to approach Capricorn season and the winter solstice. I think that this week is a really good week to engage in a lot of introspective self-discovery to really focus on looking at the journey that you've been through in 2023 and begin to really ground yourself in where you're at and honor the progress you've made as we prepare to orient ourselves into 2024. So with that being said, it is a really great time to have a personal astrological check-in. My availability for December is up on my calendar right now. You can book a session at the link in my show notes down below. Through that link, you will book an hour-long session directly onto my Google Calendar, and then that will automatically send you the link for the session and you will receive a follow-up email from me with an invoice and an intake form, which will just give us a chance to kind of establish what it is that you want to focus on in our session. I do. I am still opening up the wait list for the second round of Year Ahead Readings. Uh, I think the best place to be up to date on when those might open up again is going to be on my Instagram at the witch at the crossroads. But you can also reach out to me via email or whatever is the most convenient for you. Those year ahead readings are really thorough and really wonderful resources. It comes in the the form of a 40 plus page pdf that is kind of meant to serve as your own personal astrological companion throughout the year of 2024 so it will kind of bring you a resource that you are able to return to again and again throughout the year as you navigate and move into new zodiacal seasons as the moon waxes and wanes and we come to new and full moons and also, just providing really empowering insight when it comes to certain major milestone transits that you're experiencing that are really defining your own personal 2024. It is imbued with all sorts of magical resources and insight and inspiration. So it is a really, really bespoke offering that is um, really special. And I got a lot of really amazing feedback from people who got one last year who just really had a lot to say about how much they returned to it throughout the year. So if you're interested in one of those, Um, I am opening up a wait list for round two. Round one has already sold out. And I expect to be opening up a round two of spots for those. Probably sometime either like shortly before or shortly after Christmas. And the reading, the PDF itself opens up with aquarius season so that first solar ingress of 2024 because we all know that the first couple weeks of january are just liminal time that don't count anyways right so i would say the most direct way to communicate with about that and about getting on that wait list is going to be through dming me on instagram but like i said email is also a perfectly acceptable form of commun- communication as well I'm Cory Ann, aka The Witch at the Crossroads. You can find me on Instagram at The Witch at the Crossroads. If you're listening to this, you have most likely already found me on Substack, but. We are circulating this weekly forecast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now, too, so maybe you haven't found me on Substack, in which case I definitely recommend going and giving me a follow there, where you will have cosmic musings sent straight to your inbox every Sunday morning, and along with other cosmic musings, too, in written format, where I just kind of ramble on on various things I'm thinking about as it pertains to astrology. I'm still working on consistency with those. I'm really trying to work towards building a biweekly publishing schedule on Substack, but it's been hard and I'm trying to give myself some grace around that, just as you should be giving yourself grace around around uh, anything that needs it and for you too as we kind of finish out the year here and reach the end of 2023, which is wild to think about, but here we are. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you move into this week with ease and clarity and don't forget to make space for the magical amongst the mundane.